Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And we're back. It is October the 14th. We're picking up where we left off yesterday, the day before, and the day before, where we're talking about your 2022 social media plan. And so where we're picking up today is on letter E. Now, do know that we are including our notes uh, from this series of podcasts on our main website, timandjulieharris.com. So if you guys want to hop over there and listen to the podcast, you can, but also you can download the notes because sometimes... Though we do make these notes available to Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all the other places we're syndicated, not all, uh, not always do the notes actually uh, get uh, pushed into the uh, podcast feed. And I apologize if I sound funny, I have a cold. So in the interim, uh, make sure that you are going over to timandjulieharris.com and downloading notes. Now, the other thing is, is that we have another, uh, the last part of this series is coming tomorrow. And in the last part, we are going to give you the list of the top social networks And we're going to tell you which ones you could ignore. And we're going to tell you why you could ignore them. And then we're also going to tell you which ones obviously you need to focus on. We're then going to tell you how to build a profile, exactly what your essentially your minimum standard should be on these social networking sites. And we're going to do that on the show tomorrow, along with some specific actionable homework. So Julie, because they're not going to want to listen to me suffering (laughs) through my cold. Yes, indeed. Why don't you pick up on letter E? You got it. So a prequel. You have been warned there will be homework tomorrow. So pay attention. Take good notes. All right, point number E, again, we're talking about your social media plan, and this is really important. Improve your communication skills, both in real life and on social. You know, there's been tons of studies showing that the more you use social, the less communicative in real life somebody becomes. So this is something to specifically work on. Now, TED Talks is full of great talks on communication. I think there's like over 50 of them. But I just jotted down two of my favorites that I have used in coaching and I think are very valuable. One is called The Art of Paying Attention. If you go to TED Talks and just type in the title, you'll find it. The Art of Paying Attention, as in actually listening, by Wendy McNaughton. And then the other one that I use all the time is called 10 Ways to Have a Better Conversation by Celeste Headley. I think she's got a new book coming out about uh, communication uh, post-pandemic. So that's going to be interesting, too. And and by the way, in both uh, those books and those uh, TED Talks, the recurring theme is learning how to ask great questions. Yes, learning how to ask great questions and listen to the answers and have great follow-up questions. There is an art to that. Which, uh, if you're looking for some uh, motivation for some simple social media posts, questions often make for the best social media posts ever because then you're inviting them to uh, interact with you and then you can comment and have a conversation going on just depending on what your goal is. Which is the point of posting, right? Is to get that conversation going. Also consider, this is a real life thing. Uh Yes, I know, warning. Uh, Consider joining Toastmasters so you can improve your speaking skills live. The better you are live, of course, you're going to translate that to social as well. Toastmasters is very interesting because once you commit to that, you're basically forced to speak on a regular basis. And I have had coaching clients do that, and you can definitely tell a difference when they make that commitment and they put themselves on the spot. Next, I wrote down, join multiple networking groups to hone your skills and expand your social media reach to those groups, right? So this is marrying in real life to social. 
So if you go to meetup.com, you can search for different groups and things to uh, participate in. You can try out different things, but you're expanding your center of influence and then you fold them into your social media. So your conclusion regarding improving your communication is, communication is your number one skill online and off. Remember, it's impossible to over-communicate. And if you want any proof of that, look at all the, whenever there's conflict in a real estate transaction, it is a breakdown in communication. Somebody thought something was either going to happen or not going to happen and didn't get the information. And when people don't get communication, do they typically go positive or negative? Almost always negative. So communication is clearly your number one skill. And the way you communicate matters. How frequently and authentically you speak in person and online matters. So again, this is something to concentrate on. But also, Julie, yeah. I, I'm sure you would agree that the uh, communication, the real form of communication is going to get you the fastest and most uh, guaranteed results, if you want to even make it that dominant, sure. is to call somebody. Yes. In fact, nice prequel. The hierarchy of communication is still in person, now augmented by Zoom, thanks to COVID. But that kind of almost counts as in person, right? At least it's live. So in person, face-to-face, -face, or Zoom. And then next in the hierarchy is by phone, voice-to-voice. -voice. Then text, although remember that can be misconstrued sometimes. But text followed by a phone call is better. And only after that is social media important in your communication drill. Do you remember when we were in uh, Miami, uh, where I probably got this cold? Probably. And Probably, <laughs> definitely. And we were, at a younger guy, probably in his 20s, came up to me and he asked, I don't know. Basically, the essence of his question was, I don't know how to communicate with people. Yes. I don't know how to have mm -hmm. conversations with them. Mm -hmm. And so without him knowing, without me giving him an answer, I just basically dropped right into following the Ford script, which you guys have, you hopefully mm -hmm. know about. And it's family, occupation, recreation, dreams. And so I, I acknowledged his question. I said, so you're, you're, I, understand, I hear what you're saying. You're having a hard time knowing how to have conversations with people you don't already know. Again, this is a plague of somebody who's most of his his communication has always been online, and he acknowledged that. And so I just started asking him about his family. <laughs> you know, I, how long have you, are you from Miami? How long have you lived here? I don't even remember what I asked him. That's the F and Ford. Right. We started having this conversation about his family, and he just fell right into it. Mm -hmm. He was so thrilled that somebody was asking him about his family, asking, showing interest in him. And he didn't know what I was doing. He didn't realize I was, I, I was just sort of coaching him by example. Mm -hmm. And we were having this long conversation about his family and then he would talk about this, the other thing, and I'd ask him questions about that. And we and we we then meandered into occupation. I asked how long you've been into real estate, and then I stopped him and I said, "That is how you have conversations with people you don't know." Yes. And then he was then he like was stunned and he was like, "What?" I go, "I was just following family, occupation, recreation, dreams." When you want to have a conversation with somebody, it's all about asking them questions, showing sincere interest in what they have to say, mm -hmm. and then following that behavioral pattern and that conversational pattern. That is how you're going to get people to not just want to converse with you, but actually really like you. When is the last time anyone came up to any of you and started actually showing sincere interest in any aspect of you where they're actually asking you questions and then following up with more questions? This is sales 101. It's not even sales 101. It's like sales. It's communication It's sales one, right? Yes. I mean, if you want people to like you, you got to actually get them or give them a reason to like you. The reason that they're going to like you is because you show interest in them, which is everyone's favorite topic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> which is part of the reason you even go to social media is so you get that attention. But the same thing works in real life, right? So 
Remember that the Ford, it's not even a script. It's a memory jogger. That's your friend. You just said something, I think, that'll help us connect with all of our millennial listeners. Mm -hmm. So anyone, really. But if you post something, a picture or any, just anything, even a comment to somebody's picture, don't don't you check back on that to see if someone responded to you? So Facebook and all these other social networks, they know that. So if you post a picture and then somebody posts a comment or even an emoji, you're obviously, they're going to message you and say, you know, Bob Smith mentioned, or, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Well, if you comment on a comment, then you, and someone comments on your comment or reacts to it, they're also going to let you know because they know that you're addicted to getting the recognition from people acknowledging the fact that what you just said has some relevance to what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. Now, that is essentially an amplification, a digital amplification of what we're talking about as far as showing interest in people and learning how to have real conversations with people. That, do you guys see how this is all basically the same? The social networks, all they're doing is they're essentially modeling out real human personal one-on-one conversations. Yes, the reason that it's weird is that when you do those things on social, you go onto the next post or you go into your next thing and then you circle back. Yeah. They get nervous when it's face-to-face for real because you don't have that delay. So this is something that, again, I say, you know, Ford is your friend. So get really good at it. It's easy to practice just in your day-to-day life, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. That's the topical outline, but you're asking questions under each of those categories. So uh, don't convince yourself that social media is by itself a lead generation spoke. It's for supporting proactive lead generation, nurturing your relationships, and expanding your reach. So that was a fairly concise point about getting your communication game on. There's a lot of different ways to improve upon that. You should read that again because that really is the most important Mm -hmm. point of all of our four days worth of podcasts on this topic. (laughs) Okay, so don't convince yourself that social media is a lead generation spoke in and of itself. It's for supporting your proactive lead generation, nurturing your relationships, and expanding your reach. That's what it's for. Social media is not going to win you an expired listing or an unrepresented owner, a.k.a. FISBO. Social media is not going to actually do the heavy lifting of real estate. That's where you have a skills-based proactive approach to your lead generation. Be clear about that. Don't think you can somehow schmooze your way into being successful through creating this illusion of you being successful in social media and somehow that's going to translate to real life beyond just basically, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, pictures on, on some Facebook site that you don't even own, right? What you really want to do is you want to use it just like Julie just said, where you're using the social to enhance your real life proactively generation. Well, so an example of that would be noticing that maybe a past client posted something online. Maybe their kid just won an award doing something in sports, for example. All right, so you notice that online, but you're with them tomorrow having coffee in person. You mention, gosh, you know, uh, Bob did such a great job at that soccer tournament. I noticed that. Tell me more about that. You see how you can make them related to each other. So. Next part, and again, we're looking at the pieces and parts of all of your social network program that you're going to follow. What do you have to get good at for it to matter, for it to actually give back to you? So this is part two, your writing. Yes, I said your actual writing skills. Part A, how well you write affects all forms of social media. And here's a quote from Sprout Social. The best social media managers are excellent copywriters and sparkling digital conversationalists who not only embody but enhance the brand's presence. From attention-grabbing ad copy to witty social banter, you should know how to write concise copy that elicits emotion from your audience. 
Now, this is where agents and brokers start to consider hiring a social media manager because that was a lot in one sentence. You let, know. Me, let me edit some of that. And yeah. I, I, obviously that's important, right? Yes, but that's um, a lot. But not tripping over, right. I don't think most agents are going to take the time to learn how to be copywriters. My point. I, I know you're getting to the next point too. Yeah. But I also go as far as to say what matters now mm-hmm. is definitely good copy, but what matters even more than that are good pictures. And not mm-hmm. even great pictures. Like you guys know probably that Facebook came out with this wearable glasses, they're made by Ray-Ban. I forget what they're called all of a sudden. They just they started selling them just like the other day. Um, oh, I remember, Facebook Stories. Uh, Facebook mm-hmm. Ray-Ban Stories. You guys need to Google that. And what they are is they're wearable, very cool-looking glasses. They don't make you look like something from a bad Star Trek. <laughs> and they have cameras built in. And these cameras make it so you can take pictures, you can listen to podcasts, you can take and receive phone calls, you can take videos. So what you're going to see is a proliferation, and Apple's coming out with similar uh, technology called Apple Glass. You can assume the new thing is going to be, you know, it's definitely going to be a wearable uh, glasses and prescription lenses. You're going to be able to put them in, sunglasses. And that's without having to mess with your phone, right? Exactly. And so what they're doing, and the reason this is going to have mass adoption fast is because right now when you want to take a video – there's you, your phone, and the, what you're videotaping with this new essential technology. What's going to allow you to do, obviously, is just wear glasses, wear sunglasses or prescription glasses like Julie and I. You click a button, and now you're videotaping. So what I think is going to happen, and it only makes sense, is that you're going to see enormous amount of uh, content being created that's less precise, that's less well done, that's more essentially real world. Real world. Mm-hmm. And that's where all this videoing and picturing is going to go. So if you're not somebody who wants to learn how to make perfect pictures and you know, uh, do perfect filters and all the rest, touch-ups and all the rest of it, guess what? You you basically are in the right place at the right time because the new wave is clearly going to be for essentially people taking real-life footage that's not uh, manicured not and, and not super polished. Right. And people like that. I mean, if you look at what people do respond to, it's those sort of off-the-cuff, real-world, well, you know, caught-in-action. And like when we uh, yeah. when we got Zoe's ears pierced, right? Yeah. And we posted a series of pictures where she was progressing through every emotion known to humans, right? So excitement, fear, um, you know, being proud of herself, crying, and then walking away with a smile. That that got a lot of reaction, it right? Did. Because a lot of people could relate to that. You know what? We need to make that into a pop art picture and put it and make oh, it a Christmas present. And just put it in a big, long, sequential picture, yeah, series I of pictures. That pictures. would be hilarious. But yes, so that again, here's the reason we're telling you this. This is good news. If you're like Julie and I and you don't want to take a lot of time worrying about every little nuanced you know, thing in your pictures, it's good because now just start with this new technology with basically how all this stuff is evolving. You're going to see that essentially it's just about posting content. It's going to be you walking on a, you know, a bike path. It's going to be you uh, going through a, an open house. It doesn't have to be, be about you trying to be some sort of you know, overly produced social media uh, influencer type. That is, it seems to me, because the, you're going to see more content being produced, which is less formal. The overproduced stuff is going to start being pushed by the wayside and being seen for what it mostly is, which is fakery. Yes, and a little boring in comparison, too. Totally. So let's apply that to writing. You know, you don't have to hire a copywriter. You don't have to, you know, have a social media manager to improve upon your own uh, writing. Some easy ways to improve But like all worthwhile things, it does take a bit of work and consistent practice. Now, these are things that we use fairly consistently. Probably the most prominent one is Grammarly.com. It's really a good writing assistant to just help you clean up your basic skills. 
most most of that is grammar. Some of it's punctuation. There's another one that I use uh, called Grammar Girl that shows you what's correct and why, so you can stop making the same mistakes. It's not GrammarGirl.com because I think when she started it, she didn't think it was going to be so big. It's actually called QuickAndDirtyTips.com slash Grammar Girl, uh, but you guys will find it if you Google Just it. Just Google it, yeah. yeah. And then there's one called writerscollegeblog.com. They talk about different writing techniques there. And masterclass.com, I think this is really interesting to um, kind of expand upon your typical writing skills. Famous and celebrated authors teach their craft. So maybe you like a particular author. Masterclass has so many really cool things where they just go and they'll, they'll have like a seven-part session about how to write a story or how to tell a story or how to do a great um, you know short post on something. So those are pretty interesting to watch. Next, just read more. Read a variety of writing, not just headlines and real estate articles, but other forms to improve your sentence structure, your flow, your spelling, and your punctuation. Ultimately, the sites we mentioned will clean up your writing, but they don't fix issues like content and flow. So I don't want, I hope you guys aren't listening to what Julie's saying, thinking somehow you need to become copywriters, let alone no. copy editors. These are just hel helpers, basically. Like when I heard Julie's last point, here's what I was thinking. I would consider this. You just read a great article, and opposed to writing an article about the article, or you know, why don't you just videotape, a quick videotape of you talking about the article and why you liked it, yeah. and post that. That's simple, right? That's right. something everybody can do. And most of you, like in all of you, are going to be better at talking than you're going to be at writing. Exactly. So even after working on your writing, there's still an art to the social media post. Then here's some specifics from social media today. They study this stuff. Making your content and posts easy to read. They recommend that you write at about an eighth grade reading level. So don't overly flower it up. Uh, using headings, bullets, and lists wherever possible to make your content or posts easier to scan. You might notice that we usually talk in bullet points or, or you know, labeled points. And we consistently write at about a fifth grade level. <laughs> usually. <laughs> uh, keeping paragraphs to only two or three sentences. Being as succinct as possible when writing on your topic and telling a story using pictures, to your point, and video whenever possible. So last but not least, on some but not all of your posts, you'll want to use a CTA, a call to action. This is where you actually ask your reader or listener to do something. If you have no CTA, the reader just says to themselves, well, that was nice, and they keep scrolling. So for example, you can motivate your audience to take actions with some CTAs like asking them to like or share your social media posts, ask a question they can answer. You talked about that at the top of this podcast. Ask a question they can answer in the comments, get them participating. Direct them to another piece of content. You can send them to a landing page. You can direct them to your website. You can even give them, uh-oh, your mobile phone, so you have to actually you know, pick up your phone and we talk do. into it. We do. Yeah. Uh, get them to subscribe to your newsletter, perhaps. Ask them to connect with you on other social media channels. Uh, you know, what was it? Uh, what were we doing early in January? The, the app where it was like a live, I can't think of the name of it now. Oh, you're, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Not the Clubhouse. Friend. Clubhouse. God, yeah. I couldn't think of the name of but, that. But Clubhouse is even getting surpassed by yeah. this new app called Call In, by the way. Yeah, but what do people do? They, they have a live conversation. They say, find me on Instagram right. or find me on Facebook. Right. They're tying it together. So that's a CTA to keep the conversation going. Not having your CTAs, again, will result in maybe they like it, but you might never know that they even did. But on social, here's the thing. 
the content, again, Julie's giving you some very specific things with regards to those of you who want to learn how to be really efficient writers. But even if you don't want to be an efficient writer, write to an eighth grade level. But the, it's the essentially the nature of the content that you created. We gave you a very specific formula, giving you ideas, mostly content about your real estate business, and then you supplement it with personal stuff. And you'll see nine times out of 10, it's the personal stuff that's going to get mm -hmm. the reaction. Well, the way to move all of that forward is start making all of your posting short videos where you're ending the video with a question or like, you know, half of it like that. And then you'll start seeing that people are going to start watching your little videos. It's not going to require more than 15 or 20 seconds of their time. And you ask a question at the end, uh, something funny if you have that uh, skill set, and then you're going to start getting people to engage. And when they engage, you have to engage back. That's the hard part. So if they say, even if it's just a silly little emoji, a little heart emoji, you want to thank them for that. You want to constantly keep that conversation going. And, and those conversations will sometimes, like if it's, you know, that could lead to a center of influence past client type relationship. That could hypothetically lead to a conversation that they see that you, you know, obviously you're selling real estate. All your posts are about selling real estate. They're going to maybe consider you for an opportunity to list their house. Maybe they've seen you've been active in the marketplace. How about this? What if they see that you're specializing in selling houses that are like, you know, the old thing that Julie and I used to say, which definitely works with expired listings, is sometimes the best homes don't sell. Let us tell you why. Yes. Or sometimes that the best great. homes don't sell. Let us tell you the top three reasons why. And then we'd give them a CTA. And the CTA we use, obviously, you guys know, is asking people to text us. And when they text, we'll send them back a link to download a particular white paper or article or maybe, hey, guess what? A little short video. Or, you know, you could also actually call them. It, well, exactly. But you got to, you know, obviously yes. close the loop of the CTA and then follow up mm -hmm. the phone call. To her point, all of it is predicated on a phone call. Do not just create leads and put them in a drip system and think that's going to yes. basically be the home run. You have to call. Calling ultimately is going to be the thing that results in the transaction. If all you do is put them in a follow-up campaign, you've got to realize just assume that's going to be inefficient, inefficient, if not ineffective, to the point of not worth doing it in the first place. Yeah, and remember on one of our previous podcasts, one of the number one reasons that people will unfollow you is lack of response. Yep. Where they like your stuff, they, they're trying to engage you, but they yep. never hear back from you. And then you barrage them with some campaign, that kind of pisses people off. It does. It's better to actually communicate. So when you're going to go, you know, making the commitment to have a social media plan, you're going to also make a commitment to follow up. And maybe it goes from the post to a, you know, a text and then a call, and then you close the loop. But you don't have to go directly to the call, but you should at least respond. Well, this is the reason that we, again, three days ago, we're telling mm -hmm. them, don't try to be mass communicators. Yeah. Try to be targeted communicators. Mm -hmm. Try to, you know, don't create a, like, I'll give you guys a perfect example. Julie's got a private Facebook page that you have, she invites you to be part of. How many people do you have on there? Like 200? Yeah, two something. And we have this uh, Facebook page that Julie and I started Back basically when Facebook went live and we've got we're maxed out at five thousand. It's a personal page. The personal page we put up mostly commercial posts and it gets virtually no interaction. Julie's personal page gets interaction out the wazoo. And that just goes to show that people and she doesn't put any commercial posts on there. You don't ever talk about no, real very, estate or coaching. Like maybe or, one out of a hundred if we're doing something fun. Yeah, I mean but so, but I you know, on that page I want to make sure I know all 230 some people that are on there. Like if I run into them at the school pickup, I don't want to be like, you know, have them say something they saw and I don't have any clue who they are. Yep. So to your point of keeping it small 
and polished and, you know, a little bit more personal. But see, what happened was, is when Facebook started, no, I mean, we were figuring out how to use it. And we, like I said, we we're like Facebook user number 14. <laughs> but the way Julie's using her personal page is the way if, you know, we were selling real estate again, that's how we, we, we would be using our real estate personal page that was most basically 50% personal and 50% about how we can help them with the real estate needs based on here's a house we just sold, maybe a testimonial, walking through a house, the buyer was excited that they just won the contract. Yeah, linking it all together in kind of a personal type of way. But that's the way to do it. Now, I want to, again, remember, this is optional. Yes. All this social media stuff is optional. You don't have to do any of it if you don't want to. This series of podcasts are for those of you who do. And those of you who don't want to waste a lot of time, um, you know, trying to figure out how to do it. Now, tomorrow, mm-hmm. we're going to tell you the sites, all the top um, social networking sites. And then we're going to tell you which ones to care about, of which maybe there's five, but truthfully, there's only three. And then we're going to tell you about how to set up a profile. And we're going to tell you what to say, how to say it, and how to link everything together. And then also, we're going to tell you how to use uh, different software to make it so you only have to post on one website, one social network, and then it automatically distributes to all the other ones so you don't have to basically be clicking off and clicking on and wasting a whole bunch of time. And this is something you can delegate, but if you're already thinking, I'm going to start all this and then I'm going to delegate it, I'll suggest you not doing it in the first place because you've missed all the p- previous four the days of the points. Yep. Yeah, missed so don't do point. it. If your solution is I'm just going to hire somebody to do it for me, it's going to come off impersonal. Well, you're shaking your head. What do you think? I'm thinking, you know, you're not only will it be impersonal, but you might actually harm yourself. Yeah. Because it, think about how hard it is to hire somebody that's going to actually be your avatar in such a way that communicates to people that you're friends with and past clients and all of that. I, I would agree with you. If your first thought is I'm going to hire it out, then I would skip it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and I want to thank, we do have a new sponsor for the podcast. Oh. It is BetterHelp. And we're just reading this for the first time. We have a script they want us to read. Um, but basically, BetterHelp is a counseling service where people can actually go to the website ah. and mm-hmm. they can uh, choose a counselor. And these are all licensed professionals. I believe they're all 50 states. But so shout out to BetterHelp. We appreciate you being a sponsor of this podcast. And you can read this. Uh, Julie and I are going to be uh, working on this commercial a little bit later today. Pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Yes, I think it looks great. I love the fact that they are choosing us to run their ads on on our website. They Definitely. must know that a lot of agents need a lot of psychological help. It could be that. Or maybe they've listened <laughs> to our podcast and they think we need the psychological help. Yes, It's probably us, too. Probably. So listen, guys, um, thank you for continuing to make this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. We're listened to in over 61 different countries. This podcast has had, believe it or not, 20 million downloads. Our book continues to be a bestseller, not just online at Amazon, whatnot, but also on in live bookstores, which by the way, go get your copy of uh, Harris Rules at Barnes & Noble. It's sitting there waiting for you. And while you're there, go to the, uh, their coffee shop and have a conversation with somebody about listing or uh, working with them on the buy side of selling real estate. If you guys would like to talk with Julie and I, about being sponsored by us at eXp Realty. It would be our honor and our privilege to help you um, move over to eXp Realty. And of course, we'd love to sponsor you. Assuming you have not already selected someone to be your sponsor, please do consider Julie and I. We are formally applying for the job of being your eXp sponsor. And we've made it super simple for you. You can text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>